Nick and Marty back in action this week coming up. Oh, yeah. You still haven't watched Rick and Morty, have you? Yeah, I watch it every now and then. Do you? Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it's not Sometimes funny, it goes over my head. It It's very sophisticated comedy at times. Are you calling me dumb? It's a nice way of saying it. That is not a nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> What's a mean way to say it? <laughs> you fucking stupid ass bitch. Exactly. Nah, um, Rick and Morty is cool, but it's not my favorite. So what's your favorite cartoon? Like adult cartoon? I don't really watch it too much, to be honest. I don't watch... Why do you say it like you're a fucking idiot? Like, I don't really watch it too much, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't, bro. Like, I, I don't... I only watch it when it's on, honestly. Like, when I'm eating something and I turn on the TV because there's cable here. So, like, whenever it's going, like, whenever it's on, that's when I watch it. True. But other than that, I don't I don't sit down to watch any of that. I watch, like, series, really. Like, thriller series and drama series and yeah. movies. But cartoon is a little hard to come by. True. I love cartoons, to be honest with you. I think- cartoons are great, but I just, I don't... Me personally, I don't know if I go out of I can I don't know if I can go out of my way to watch them. Right. It has to be something that's just there. There's so many iconic and memorable moments from Rick and Morty. Like in the pilot, I remember when they're going through interdimensional TSA and then Rick is like telling Morty, like, oh, Morty, please, you got to put this in your butt so that they don't find um, the seed. And he's like, no, oh, no, no, Rick, I don't want to put it in my butt. He's like, oh, just, just put it in your butt. They're never going to find it. And then as soon as they're <laughs> going through the TSA, the guy goes like, oh, no, you, you go through that machine. This one checks up your butt. <laughs> Run, Morty. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Or there's this episode where they go inside of like a car battery and there's like a whole world inside of the car battery. And then Rick is like the god of that world, the ruler. And then he walks in and he just starts flicking people off. <laughs> and it was like, why are you doing that, Rick? And he's like, uh, I told him that this is how you say hi. <laughs> so dumb. Is it true they're coming out with the live action of Rick and Morty? I don't know. That's interesting. That would be funny as I hell. I think I saw a teaser or something. And it's, and it's the same old guy that plays in uh, Back to the Future. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. If that is, I would love to see that. I'm not sure about that. I seen something like related to that. But I don't know if it was just like a little... A little spinoff, or if it's like an actual movie coming coming out, I don't know. Right. But I don't know if it's gonna be better than the cartoon. I mean, yeah, the cartoon you could just take it to so many different levels, as opposed yeah. to live action. Yeah, it's. Hel- I I think that they hit on so many intriguing topics, like things that humans do but don't even realize. Like there was this episode that. Rick was about to die because he was losing oxygen. They were in space. So he takes out his helmet and gives it to Morty so Morty could survive. And then Rick stops and starts praying like, oh, um, I know that we don't talk so much, God, but I just want to say this, this and that. He kind of starts praying. And then out of nowhere, he finds an oxygen mask and he puts it on. He's like, ah, fuck you. There is no God. (laughs) (laughs) so fucked but that's exactly what humans do watching that yeah exactly but christians watching that will not like it uh i mean yeah if i don't think christians like diehard christians aren't really watching rick and morty so that's not their audience anyways they don't care if they piss them off yeah i don't think so but it is how humans think though like a lot of times nobody's really praying or is close to god per se until comes a a life-threatening situation where it's life or death and then you start you get on your knees immediately and you start praying you're like oh god this and that this and that and as soon as the moment's gone you just stop praying again then you just go back to the same shit you were doing before yeah that's why even when i'm going through some shit right now you don't pray i don't ask god for help (laughs) (laughs) no because i know how like how fucked it is like it's fucked up 
Like imagine a imagine a person like always coming to you to ask for for shit. And like every time they're doing good, they forget about you. They never call you. They never text you. And every time they do call you or text you is because they're asking for some shit. Like, isn't that fucked up? No. Like, wouldn't you feel some type of way? Yeah, I, I would definitely feel some type of way. But I still think it's better to pray at least when you're down than not pray at all. That's kind of like you looking at God and you're just be like, nah, fuck that. I don't need you still. I didn't need you before. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, to be honest with you, like the last time I called out for God's help like that was when I was in a plane and there was mad turbulence. So you, did, you like, did exactly what we're saying. Exactly. Here. But that was like life or death. You well, know, that's what that's I'm like, saying. I guess. Yeah. But which which is fucked up. I shouldn't have done that, you know, because like I don't regularly communicate when things are good, nor should I do it when things are bad. But for some reason, it just came to my instincts to, you know, call out for help <laughs> of the unknown. <laughs> oh, man. bro, it's fucking terrifying. And it was like the worst turbulence I've ever felt. So I was like, damn, this might be going down. So just in case, I need to at least ask God for forgiveness. If <laughs> there is such a God. You get up to heaven. He's like, when was the last time you prayed, Marty? Let's look here. Oh, five minutes ago. And before that, <gasps> 2011, when you were getting your ass beat by some <laughs> cops over at Pompano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I, I, I try to avoid that. Like if I'm not like constantly calling out for God when things are good, why should I do it when things are bad? Even though I did at that time, I just feel like, I don't know. I just felt wrong doing it. Do you believe in God or like a higher power or something of that sort? Yes or no um, question. Don't give me a fucking, I don't know here. But you asked me this before. I did, and I didn't get the answer I wanted. So now I'm trying to get a yes or no, not an in-between. I don't know. But when you're in a life and death situation, you say you do. Yeah, but just that's just in case God does exist. Oh, that's bullshit. Look, I, I think I, that I makes heard it an worse. Answer. I heard an answer that I thought was perfect. But I can't remember it now. I'm glad. Fucking it was something along those. No, it was no. But I, I really felt it. Like I really related to it. It was something along like I think Jim Rohn talked about it. You know who Jim Jim Rohn is, right? Jim Rohn or Jim Rowe? Rohn. I think it's with the N. Mm. The motivational speech guy. Jim Rowe. Is Rowe? Yeah. It's not Rohn. Mm-mm. Now I gotta oh. I gotta look it up on Google. But I, I'm pretty sure it's John it Rome. Go ahead. I thought there was an N. But he says something along like he. Um, fuck, man. I really wish I could fucking say it like word for word because it was like so perfectly said because like the way he talks is like so precise. He kind of talks you know? like a robot. <laughs> Bro, I love the way he talks. It's Jim it's Rowe. Like, There's no N. Jim Rowe. Yeah. Can you look up like the quote like. That he talks about, like, he he lives like God exists or something like that. I'll tell you exactly what I feel once you tell me that. Mm. Uh, I don't know if this is the one that you're looking for, but it's saying faith is the physical description of God. That's what he is. It's only word we have in our language to accurately describe his physical form. Not worrying about the cost of materials and tools extends my artistic freedom. I don't think that's it. Fuck, man, that's not it. But he said something along those lines like like how he... He doesn't necessarily believe in God, but he acts like he lives his life as if he is a believer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense, no, though, like I, what I'm saying. I mean, to me, it does. Even What does that mean to you? It means that you might not necessarily believe in a higher power, but you walk mm -hmm. as if 
you do believe it. It's kind of like uh, you work out as if somebody's watching you, even though nobody is, you know? Yeah, right. Meaning you try exactly. to do the best even when nobody's around. Yeah. Yeah, like I just pretend like like he is definitely watching me even when I'm alone, you know? So I try to behave like how I would if there was people watching me. So with that being said, you lean more towards believing that there is no God. I think so. Even though I grew up in church and I literally went to church my whole my whole life and I learned that, you know, there's a God and all that. I still lean towards more like there could be something else that we don't know about, but it's not the God that is in the Bible. Nor well, do I believe the Bible. Well, yeah, but I, when I say God, I'm not just talking about the God that's depicted in the Bible. I'm just talking about a higher power in general. Do you believe in a higher power or no? I'll say yeah. Yeah, I think th- I think in in some way this world was designed for us, but I don't think it's the god that Christians describe. I think it's a presence. I think it's like all things that like just a presence, man. Like mother nature is god, you know? Like mother nature is like an organism that like works with us. In our life. Because I do think that like there's certain things like certain mindsets that attract certain things too. So that's got to be something. That's got to be like some type of higher power working with you. Like the law of attraction. Like how can that work? And how can you attract certain things in your life? If there's not a higher power working towards or to help you out, you know? Like... Like Jim Rowe, he he talked he he has a quote saying the more uh the more you push, the more the future pulls. Meaning like the more you work for something, the more more likely you are to receive what you're working for. Yeah, it's kind of like the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, for you to get lucky like that, it's it's got to be something out of your control, something that's definitely higher power. Yeah, I mean, it's what you said. It's kind of like the law of attraction. It's, it's the quote that I just. Do you believe in the law of attraction? I do, I do. The quote that I just said, I definitely think luck is manufactured. You you manufacture your own luck by working hard. If you don't work hard towards a certain goal, like us, we're we're content creators. So let's say that um, we want to create a series. If we don't work within this field and we don't continue working and pushing ourselves we're never gonna get an opportunity to buy like a big um company like uh, amazon or netflix saying hey do you guys want uh, to create a show on our platform you know but if we continue working on what we do that possibility will arise yeah so how does that relate to god existing I mean, everybody has their own depiction of God. I guess because we're raised in church, we're following more of a format that's kind of given to us. But I also stray away from the traditional beliefs of church, and I have my own depictions of God. Like, for instance, I think that we're all gods in our own ways. We're not the God. I still think that there is a creator amongst everything but we are we will all become some form of god when we ascend to a new life and i i think um it's just hard to understand things as humans when you take out time space and matter because when we're born here in our physical flesh we already have an expiration date Okay. So it's hard to understand that God isn't affected by time, space, or matter. Because mm-hmm. we're affected by all three. Okay. And God is not. No, definitely not. what you're saying. Definitely not. But I think we won't be 
when we ascend to our higher selves as well. And when will that happen? I think our souls have to be fulfilled. I don't think once you die, you ascend to your higher being. I think you live multiple lives throughout time. And it's hard to really understand that because, like I said, when we're put into this earth, we have an expiration date. But God isn't affected by these things. So when we ascend to that higher self, we won't be affected by these things either. So do you think we're like going to go to heaven? I believe that there is a heaven, yeah. I think when we, when we become that that ascended version of our souls per se like i think we're reborn into this earth in a different it could be within the same time period it could be in the past it could be in the future it could be whenever and i think that you your soul just continues to grow and your soul continues to expand and then once you've completed what god has sent you into this physical earth to complete like your soul once you fulfilled your mission yeah basically once you fulfill your mission i think that's when you then you die sure your physical body dies right damn but that's kind of scary right like once you fulfill your mission it's time for you to go because like some people die really early and it makes you think like damn they barely lived well but, but maybe that person fulfilled their mission in this world and therefore they died yeah yeah i mean even like um like a child you know maybe it could be a toddler that's like three months old and he ends up mm -hmm. passing away tragically but he's teaching the parents how to grieve and how to love one another or whatever the life lessons that that child is meant to teach it's going to be yeah. teaching those other souls right have you ever heard of the story of the egg i think i mentioned this to you before the what the story of the egg like what came first the egg or, or the chicken no it's really interesting I, i'm not gonna read it to you because it's it's kind it's not long but it's going to take you like 10 minutes to read but it, it's something that i i believe in honestly which is this guy ends up dying and he talks to god he ascends and he talks to god and god is kind of explaining a whole bunch of different things to him and he says okay now i'm going to send you back into earth and this time you're going to be a little asian girl in 57 bc and he's like, wait, what? I'm going to be an Asian girl in 57 BC? And he's like, that's right. Um, I'm not affected by time, space, or matter, like I was mentioning before. And you aren't affected by time, space, and matter either once you become a higher version of yourself. But as of now, you haven't completed your mission. So I'm sending you back into Earth so you can fulfill that mission. At the end of the story, he finds out that Every living person in this world is all the same person. And it's literally just a training ground for your soul. So every person that you've hurt, every insect that you've killed, everything that you've done, you've done to yourself. You see what I'm saying? Because we're all connected. Because we're all connected. And we're all, we're all the same. That person has lived all these other lives. Is that why we relate to each other? Like whenever we see something that other people are going through, good or bad, that we kind of put ourselves in their shoes and know what they're going through? I mean, we, we try to do that as humans. We try to empathize and sympathize. Yeah, but it's not like we try sometimes. Like when you watch an emotional movie, sometimes you get, you know, emotional or you cry in a movie because you feel that person's pain because you connect with that person and relate to that person yeah yeah i mean i i, I guess honestly and it's not like you're trying to feel empathy it's just something that happens because we we know what that person is going through or at least we think we know right
Because I feel like that's what makes people connect with any human being is like seeing themselves in some shape or form in another person. Yeah. Even when it's like a, a, a in a relationship, like sometimes this girl could make you laugh in certain ways or make you think in certain ways that you might have not thought of. And that's because you probably are connected to that person in some level. Yeah. So taking God and religion and faith all out of the equation, if you could find out the truth of one conspiracy theory, what would it be? And I hate using the term conspiracy theory because that kind of has a bad stigma. Yeah, it has conspiracy theory has a bad stigma to it. You know, when you say conspiracy mm-hmm. theory, it's automatically not the truth. But there's a lot of things yeah. that people you say theory. Yeah, but I mean, I just wanted the audience also to kind of understand what what I was asking. Mm, I think the biggest one of all that comes to my mind right now is knowing if Earth is truly round or is it flat. And how would you find that out if you could, if you had all the money in the world? By transporting my body outside of this atmosphere and seeing for myself. Because all we see is what people provide. Nothing else. We can't see it for ourselves unless we physically go out there and look at it. But for us to do that, we need, what, a fucking rocket ship or something? Like, there's no way. Maybe in the future. Who knows? We're going to be so far advanced with this whole, you know, rocket ship thing that maybe we are going to be able to go far enough as civilians, just like we do, you know, just like we take flights to other countries and all. So maybe we can, you know, take a rocket ship to go outer space. Right. If that's possible. Because as of right now, I, I just. It's like me being back in the days. And like not knowing if it's possible for me for us to fly to another country. Like we have to go by ship, you know? It's like funny. That's how skeptical I am. It's funny because if you were raised here in the United States, you were taught that the Wright brothers are the ones that first created flight. But in reality that's not true. It was actually some guy in Brazil in Minas Gerais. Well, the the guy in Brazil, he created the first like um, it was like a different thing. It was like a, it was like a with the engine, I think, because the Wright brothers created something that was more of like like free fall. Like he actually created the plane that has I don't I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but this is what I heard that like it was pretty much around the same time. But the guy in Brazil created something with the engine versus the Wright brothers that created something that you just kind of like jump off a cliff with it and kind of glide and maneuver and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I got to look into it. I don't know. Yeah, man, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Well, what about you? What would be one theory that you would absolutely would want to know the truth about? Hmm. One theory... It'd have to be. Hmm. I mean, not. We mentioned taking away God and religion, but I would really want to know if Jesus was a real person and did he do what the Bible claims that he did. You know, like turn water. How would that change your life if he wasn't? If he was just a normal ass dude who just happened to do magic tricks? I mean, it wouldn't necessarily change my life. Would you still be wearing a cross around your neck? Yeah, I don't do it because I I personally don't believe in Jesus. Then what's what does the cross mean to you? It's just a gift that I got from my mother when I was younger. 
So it has more of a symbolic meaning for my mom as opposed to religion. I don't consider it a religious thing, even though it is. Isn't that a cross on your ear right now? Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Oh, the cross. I don't think of of it as religion. I just see something like, oh, that looks cool. You just like like the way it looks? Yeah. But you don't think that's signaling to people that you're a Christian and that you believe in Christ? I don't care what it signals to people. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, like anybody can look at that and think that you're you're a believer right. in Christ. Right. I mean, kind of, yes and no. Because also, if I was like a, a believer in Christ and this and that, I wouldn't necessarily be using an earring, like a dangling earring. Yeah, but it has a cross on it, so I would assume that you somewhat believe in Jesus. It's like me wearing a fucking Nazi sign, the swastika or whatever it's called, and people thinking that I'm not a Nazi. It doesn't make sense. I I understand what you're saying, but at the same time... Me having 666 on my forehead and me saying, no, no, I don't, be- I don't believe in the devil. Yeah, but... <laughs> the the crosses especially nowadays in pop culture it's become so it's it doesn't necessarily relate back to religion you see so many rappers wearing crosses blinged out with diamonds and stuff like that because i assume that they believe in christ well assuming makes an ass out of you and me (laughs) but think about it like I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would I wear a cross if I don't believe in Christ? That, to me, doesn't make any sense. I believe in God. Me as a person. Maybe maybe other people are different. But me as a person, I why would I wear a cross on my chest or anywhere else if I don't believe in Christ? It doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I feel you. But, I mean, to me, it does. It's, like I said, especially the, the, the cross that I have, the necklace that I have, it's a cross that was given uh, from me from my mother at a young age. This right here, I just think it fucking looks cool. So what if your mother gave you a, a pentagram as a necklace? Would you wear it? I mean... Since it, it doesn't mean shit? I was young, so I probably didn't understand. So, yeah, I would probably have worn it because I wouldn't understand what it meant. Even nowadays, you would wear it? Probably not. But you wear a cross nowadays. Yeah. I align myself with with the moralities of Christians and people that come from, from faith. But you do believe in Christ, right? I believe in God. I don't believe in Christ. You don't believe in Jesus? No, I believe in God. Hmm. Okay. Oh, you make no sense to me, Nick. That's okay, man. I don't understand why you wear a cross if you don't believe in Christ. Did you know that about a year ago, Amazon stopped publishing documentaries? Overall? Overall. When the pandemic hit? Yeah, they were getting a lot of blowback from conspiracy theories and just documentaries that were a little bit edgy. Are they not working on any new documentaries anymore? They're not publishing any documentaries. So if you make a documentary and you want to put it on Amazon, they won't want it. Oh, wait. You say Amazon or Netflix? Amazon. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. A major documentary that got blowback was actually The Cove, the dolphin documentary that won an Oscar. I don't... I don't know if I saw that. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. Um, and yeah, that that's even been taken down from Amazon. The fuck? Mm-hmm. Why? They're just getting a lot of blowback from conspiracy theory documentaries like Flat Earth, um, things of that sorts. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. So I wouldn't take shit down if I had if I didn't have a lawsuit. I mean, they're just, I guess, trying to appeal to their audience and trying to maintain, I guess. What do you even call Amazon? What What is it? Like, what type of company is it nowadays? It's like an everything company. Yeah. Because it's also a studio, right? It is. 
And it's also retail. Technology. Yeah, it's taking over the fucking world, bro. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, when a pandemic hit, every fucking mom and pop shop had to be closed. But no, not Amazon. Because it's essential. It's the perfect landscape for them to just take over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did. Because they're still making money. Their numbers soared during the pandemic. Yeah. Jeff Bezos made more money than ever during the pandemic. So there's a documentary. Or I guess I wouldn't necessarily call it a documentary. There's this short film that was released in... Oh, it starts with a B. I forgot the name of the platform. But uh, I recommended it to you and our friends. It's called The Time Traveler from 3039 or 3036, something like that. It's a short film basically about this guy. It's like a documentary style short film about this guy that time travels from the year 3039. And he comes into our time and he just talks about the future. And one of the things that he mentions is that Amazon, along along with about two other major companies and corporations, are what run the world. There is no government. They're the ones that rule the world. <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the way that Net- or Netflix, the way that Amazon's kind of setting everything up. Bro, the government can go broke. Right. If they do shit wrong, they can go broke. Doesn't matter how much money they print. If people don't if people decide not to use the US dollar, they're going to use something else. And if these companies accumulate whatever else that is, there's they're the ones that rule shit. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't really feel like the government runs shit anyways. Like they do in the surface level, but when you look behind all that stuff, like all these lobbyists and stuff like that, they're the ones that really run shit, and the lobbyists are working for the corporations. Yeah, I mean that woman from Congress, Nancy Pelosi. Oh yeah, it? yeah, she's like having meetings with Google and shit. Yeah, and she has like money in the stock market, so like they're working hand in hand. Uh, what's his name? Richard. Is it Richard Brand? Richard Branson? Not Richard Branson. That's the that's the billionaire. I'm thinking about um, Russell Brand. Mm-hmm. I was watching a YouTube video of him, and he was talking about Nancy Pelosi having a meeting with one of the execs of Google, and then they were like, "Oh, God forbid they start talking about you know certain things where she has interest in because she owns a lot of their stocks." And then what Nancy Pelosi being the great woman that she is, she's going to say, oh, what kind of woman do you take me for? Don't talk to me about these things. I don't want to hear any of this stuff. <laughs> Get the, let's be fucking real, people. Obviously, she's not doing that. No, she's definitely wanting inside information for her to set the rules. Yeah. Because she's getting affected by it. it it's fucking simple logic. And a lot of people are like that. I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos are working hand in hand with the government. Yeah, for sure. And that's why Amazon can stay in business even during a fucking pandemic. That's why Facebook is allowed to surveillance everybody. Yeah. Because I'm sure... The government has access to that as well. And I'm sure they pay Mark for that information. Probably billions of dollars. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I mean, but these are just theories. Don't don't take none of this shit as a fact. These are just things that I think about. It's crazy to me that lobbyists exist. Like, that's a legal thing. Like, hey, I could pay this person to talk to 
this politician and offer him an X amount of money to influence him on not passing this bill or passing this bill for the benefit of my company. So I'm basically going to be funding his whole campaign. Like, how is that legal? Because the government allows these things just makes it fucking obvious that they're corrupt. At least in my mind. It's like, what? He who owns the gold makes the rules. That's like doing a brand deal that you don't necessarily believe in their product, but you're still doing mm-hmm. it for money. And well, a lot of people do that. I'm guilty of doing that. I've done that before. I've gotten brand mm-hmm. deals that I fucking hate their product. Don't use their so product. You're a lobbyist. I'm a fucking lobbyist. Doing it for the goddamn if, money. If I was a politician, I'll be selling y'all mother... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, what can we do, man? That's the world we live in. You just got to learn to adapt. Well, I mean, you got to... You got to learn how to play the game. It, it's also like now for me to do a brand deal things have changed because now that i've done some brand deals now i understand it's like do i want to align myself with this with the headache that comes with all of this do you i don't i really don't i don't either i've actually been getting offered a few brand deals for my YouTube, even though my YouTube is not even like getting that much views. And I I just been ignoring every single one. Just because it's companies that I don't believe in. Nor do I use their products. So like I don't care. Like I might need the money, but I'm not gonna sell out to my audience like that. I feel like that's so important for you not to sell out. For yeah. you like to be loyal to your audience. Bro, I I don't understand these influencers that scam their audience of a fucking crypto coin or some shit, bro. That and, makes no sense to me. And it's been so prevalent lately. So many it's getting big people bad. have been doing it. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Yeah. I also don't understand how they think they're going to get away with it. They might get away with it right now, but in the long term, that shit's going to come back and bite them in the ass for I sure. I think so. Yeah, bro, they're getting paid probably, you know, so much money to spam people, bro, Mm -hmm. to scam them because they're going to pull out before anybody else does. And then everybody else that's going to be holding the bag, it's just going to be worthless. Good old pump and dump. Yeah, it's fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can never do that with my audience, bro. Like I value them so much. Like, that's one of the most important things is the audience. A lot of these people, though, they got put on in a sense. Like, they joined some fucking hype house or creative house, and they got a shit ton of followers real quick. So it's hard for them to value their audience because they think it's just easy to get. Meanwhile, me and you... Yeah, they don't understand the value of that attention. Me and you have been fucking working for years, and we're not even at a fraction of where we want to be. Right before we started this podcast, we were just talking about how uh, people take our content and they get fucking millions of views. Meanwhile, we get mediocre views. We barely get any fucking views. But when somebody else takes our shit, they don't even tag us. 90% of the time, they don't tag us. And they get a shit ton of views. A shit ton. Yeah. It's fucked up. But that's how that's how it is. I mean, it's one good thing is that, you know, you're doing something right. Yeah. You know, because I mean, if it was bad, people wouldn't repost it. Right. And it wouldn't accumulate that many views. Yeah, exactly. At least, you know, people are fucking with it. Right. You just need those people to go to you instead so you can make money. (laughs) Exactly. You know, kind of creepy ass laugh was that at the end. (laughs) (laughs) oh man hey now that you've been in a relationship for almost two years putting your business out there what's some thanks nick 
what's some good relationship advice that you could give to our audience that you've learned in the past two years? <sighs> wow. That's a good question. Damn, seems like you ain't learned shit. <laughs> oh, I definitely learned. But to be honest with you, I learned a lot by being single as well. Because I used to watch other people in relationships and know what not to do. So therefore, when, once I got into a relationship, I kind of had some knowledge on what to do and what not to do. Right. But I'm also learning that you shouldn't argue with a woman when she's mad. You just figured that I don't out? I think it's the best. <laughs> Your mom didn't teach you that? I mean, I didn't care about arguing with my mom or my sister when they're mad. But I think it's different when it's your uh, significant other. Um, What's another thing? Um, I think also, like, in a relationship, you should always be serving each other, no matter what. Because, like, I feel like a lot of people can be lazy they can get lazy they can get complacent you know like if you stop serving because like in the beginning think about how it is mm. like you're always doing your best to you know to how do you say conquista to attract to conquer yeah to attract to <laughs> not conquer <laughs> that sounds bad in english but you're doing your best to to attract that you know that person and if you like, once you get into that relationship with that person, like you shouldn't stop doing that. You should still keep trying to attract them every single day, no matter what, because like it, it could get dull if you stop, you know, it could get very dull. So I think you should always, always, always like act like as if you guys have been dating only for a month. Yeah. You know, like still make her laugh. Still do shit for her. Still cook for her. When the fuck like did you everything ever cook that for your girl besides salmon? She doesn't even like salmon. I cook like eggs and stuff in the morning for her. Sometimes. <laughs> I do it like sporadically, you know? Because if I do it every day, then she's going to expect me to do it every day. But if I do it sporadically, it's, it's more of like a surprise, you know? So, Yeah. But I, I, I serve her, man. I do shit for her. I make her laugh, you know? And that's something that I can't stop because that's the way it is in a relationship or else it's going to get very fucking boring. And I feel like a lot of people, once they get that person that they wanted, they just stop trying. And that's not good. You should always keep trying. Yeah, not for sure. Putting putting effort into a relationship is important. Doesn't matter how long you've been dating. And I feel like that's what marriage is as well. Like you should always serve each other. Like don't get lazy. Don't get complacent. I also like, think always get out of your way to do something for them. I also think relationships I also think in relationships, you have to compromise a lot. Sometimes your partner has to compromise for you, and other times you have to compromise for your partner. It's a big old compromise. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do it in the beginning. Right. Right? Like, you avoid doing certain stuff in the beginning because you might think it might turn them off or something. So why would you change that in the future? Why would you change that once you are in a relationship with that person? Yeah. It makes no sense, you know? It's like you're false advertising yourself. Yeah. I also learned... That's why I think it's so important for you to be, like, extremely real at first. Yeah. But not, like, overwhelm overwhelm them with shit, you know? Because I, I am also, like, learning to, like, periodically, <laughs> like, tell her what I really believe in. Like, philosophies and all that stuff. Because if I did that at first, I'm sure things would be different. Yeah. 
I also learned that you have to treat your girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever, if you're the opposite sex or if you're into dating the same sex, you also have to treat them as your partner, not as a friend. Like, they could be your best friend, but don't treat them. Like, I remember one thing that I messed up in when I was younger is I treated my girlfriend as a homeboy. And then later... Used to, like, dap her up and shit? Like, what up? Hey, what up? Nah, just, like... (laughs) just do certain things as like a homeboy like certain jokes that i do with my boys i would do it with her and stuff like that Mm. and then later on in the relationship when i was getting that same energy reciprocated towards me i didn't like it and i had she started farting in front of you and burping yep yep that too (laughs) (laughs) so when when I got that, I didn't appreciate it, but I only had myself to blame because I was the one that opened up that door. Yeah. You know, and certain jokes, certain things like that. Now in the relationships that I do have nowadays, I definitely treat my partner as my partner. They're still my friend. They're still somebody that I deeply care about, like a, a best friend per se, but I would never treat him as a homeboy. Or if you're a girl, I wouldn't treat him as a homegirl or uh, him as a homegirl, you know? Or like you wouldn't act as if you were around your friends. Yeah. Right? Because even certain jokes, like don't fly with girls like that you're in a relationship with. No. Like maybe I can tell a joke that maybe my friends find it funny, but my girlfriend's not going to find it funny. Right. Or I could do certain things that my friends find it funny, but my girlfriend isn't. Yeah. Even farting sometimes, as like as dumb as that sounds, sometimes it's really funny, especially if you're around friends. Like un- when you do it unexpectedly, you know. Right. But if you're gonna do that around your girl, special depends on the girl. I don't know, but if you're gonna most likely if you're gonna do that around your girl or your significant other, they're gonna find it kind of nasty. Nah, yeah. I wouldn't do so, that anymore. <laughs> I've done it before. Like you did it in the past that she started far- farting? Yeah, I did it in the past. And then um, the girl that I was in a relationship with farted in front of me. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't know that was such a big turnoff. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But, hey, I, I learned. And I haven't farted in front of a girl in years. <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't think I've ever did. I don't think I've ever did. Yeah, no, not not something I enjoy. Also, communication. I mean, that sounds simple and mundane, but I think communication is so important. And knowing how to communicate, knowing how to express yourself. Personally, I know a lot of times I would rather, hey, I, I'd rather hold on to it and not say it right away. But mm-hmm. I learned that holding on to it and not saying it right away when that thing happens is actually a worse thing. I used to think it wasn't. I used to think it was maturity to be like, oh, I don't have to talk about it right now. But if it comes up again, then I'll do it. But you're just excusing that behavior if you don't like that. So you just kind of got to nip it in the butt right away, you know, but it's not also about being disrespectful towards them. You can't say it with anger because that's what I always felt like, oh, if I say it to them now, I'm going to say it with anger. But in reality, It, there might be a little bit of anger there, but it's way better to say it right then and there than holding on to yeah. it and being extremely angry later and just blowing up and saying it. Yeah. Plus, and I you- feel like that's not just with that's not just with relationships. That's like with friendships as well. Yeah. Because sometimes sure. you have a friend do certain things, and you you probably like disregard it or something at first, and then later on when they do it again, you fucking get all mad. And that's not the right approach because, like, he didn't know that you didn't like it. You just chose to fucking, you know, hold that shit in and then explode about it later. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And also, when you say it later, you have to remember certain things and you might not remember the exact details. So you're tripping on your own words. You know, it's not a good look. You just got to do it right then and there. Like, oh, nope, I don't like this, this, this and that. That's just what it is. But it's also knowing yeah, how to communicate address it that immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and that's another thing too is a, like how you address because girls, bro, they can take your 
statement and completely misinterpret it just because of your tone of voice for sure so like knowing how to say certain things and how to communicate is such a fucking key it's like it's so important for you to like know how to communicate with the person without having them get triggered well yeah but it's also on you and the other person knowing how to be mature and knowing how to have that conversation and on you on knowing how to control your temperament or knowing how to control the words that you say and communicate effectively yeah i like how joe rogan be arguing with people like he never shouts or raises his voice he always keeps it very like steady with his voice he keeps it like a normal ass volume yeah I look I look up to him as far as that. And it's hard it's hard sometimes especially when it's your significant other because you get emotional. Yeah. And that can lead to you raising your voice. You know? And that could like turn out to not be so good because you raised your voice. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, I definitely uh, I've definitely had some bad arguments in in the past, and I can't sit here and blame it on the female because it takes two to have an argument, you know? It's not just one person, so I'm 50% of that problem. Yeah. It's hard being in a relationship, man. It really is. Being single is way easy if you really think about it, because you don't have to attend to anybody. Mm-mm. You don't have to like cater to anybody or compromise. Yeah. But it's very rewarding at the same time because sometimes you need that person to talk to, you know? Yeah. And like sometimes they know exactly what you're going through because they're with you. Mm-hmm. And it pays off even like emotionally. Damn, my camera battery died great now you're just a fucking picture now i'm just a picture well that's all the time that we have for today guys thank you so much for watching the oh podcast i apologize for marty's unprofessionalism and his camera dying oh god this is the second week in a row that he fucked up but don't worry there won't be a third in a row we won't allow this (sighs) let's hold him to a high standard if you enjoy this episode make sure you hit the thumbs the thumbs up on this video And uh, make sure that you subscribe to the channel because that helps us. Till next time, guys. Deuces. All right, y'all. Peace. Fucking Marty.